The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show and happy 25th anniversary year. Hey, special shout out to Yoshiko, Yoshiko Dart. You know, we love you. We love you so much. And a special thanks to the sponsors of this show, Highmark and Covestro formerly known as Bare Material Science. So, I was so excited about this show today, so excited, so excited, because my guest today is a national disability rights leader and business leader. I love her. She's one of my favorite people. She is just a ball of energy. That's how I describe her. She's a ball of energy and a rock star, she is the executive director of the USBLN, Jill Houghton. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce Bender. It is an honor to be on your show, and uh, I feel the same way about you. You are an amazing leader, mentor, and friend. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you very much, and I am also blessed you're my friend, but I want to start by talking about the USBLN. You know, for our listeners, of course, I'm talking about the United States Business Leadership Network, but for our listeners who are not familiar with the history, I thought we could start by talking about the USBLN, how it first got started, and what the BLN is today. Well, Joyce, uh, the USBLN started really as a movement uh, that was founded by Tony Coelho, uh, Congressman Tony Coelho, when he was appointed by President Bill Clinton, uh, as you know, he chaired the President's Committee on the Employment of People with Disabilities. And under his leadership, he worked with business to form what was then called the BLN movement or the business leadership movement. And it's really interesting because in preparation for today, I, I got online and did a little research and I found this, this uh, speech that he gave in the late nineties where he talked about that the business leadership network is really an opportunity for business to participate as full partners in increasing employment opportunities for people with disabilities. And he really, he issued a challenge uh, to the business community to step up and join him in this movement. And uh, fast forward to today, we're a, a national nonprofit with over 50 affiliates across the country. We're growing rapidly and we help business leverage disability inclusion in the workplace, in the supply chain, and in the marketplace. Yes, it is amazing. It's amazing. And, Jill, someone was asking me, well, what is the main mission? 
Like, why do companies join the BLN? What is the main benefit to them and the mission? What would you say to that? I would say that we're based on the premise that business responds to their peers. So we are an association where business can come together and have very frank discussions with each other, as well as, most importantly, learn from each other. So, you know, one company may be struggling with um, establishing a centralized reasonable accommodation fund, and another company may be really, really, you know, down the pike. And so we create an opportunity for business to come and learn from each other, as well as to find opportunities to do business with certified disability-owned businesses and to include students and recent graduates with disabilities in their workplace. Wow. And you are so right about the business talking to business. As everyone knows, uh, Bender Consulting Services is a for-profit company, and this is our 20th year anniversary, and I myself am a woman living with epilepsy and a hearing loss. And I can tell you, my success has been, in my opinion, attributed to the fact that I've worked with the top down as far as with companies. However, in addition, being able to tell other companies, call this executive. I mean, it isn't that they don't believe me, but there isn't anything more powerful than a reference from another company. And that's why, Jill, I agree with you, and I think that, you know, I mean, the BLN, here you're seeing all these huge corporations that participate, and, you know, for each of them, they get to network and talk to other companies. And this year, we had 800 participants, and it was sold out. I'm going to talk about this again later, but did you hear me? sold out, turning people away. That won't be happening next year, but we'll talk about that later. But all I could say about this year is, wow. So I talked about the participants. How many corporations are members, and how do they join? Well, uh, we represent more than 5,000 companies across our network. And there are really opportunities for business to join. Business can join locally with one of our local business leaders of network affiliates, or they can join nationally through the USBLN, or at some, in some cases, companies choose to get involved locally as well as nationally. And really, for more information, one of the best things to do is to contact um, a woman named Liz Taub, T-A-U-B. Uh, her email is Liz at usbln.org, and she um, uh, drives membership for our organization and is a wealth of information. Yeah, what is the website again? The website is usbln.org. usbln.org. Make sure you check that out. I think we already have a caller on the line right now. Uh, Tony, are you on the right? Are you on? I sure am. And how are you, Tony Quello? I am doing great, and I'm calling in because of your special guest, Joyce. Um, uh, I am uh, a, there's nobody who's a bigger cheerleader for 
Jill than Tony Coelho. And the reason for that is that uh, when I was chair of the President's Committee to Hire People with Disabilities, we had a subcommittee on business, and it was to get businesses to be involved with uh, the disability community. And it was working well, and we decided that instead of having the government fund it, that we should try to get it to go on its own. And we did that, and it took us, uh, I think, something like three years, maybe even four years, before we got it moving. It became uh, independent of the government, and it uh, kept growing. But it never had the pizzazz, uh, the acceptability, um, the, the specialness uh, that it has today. And that is uh, primarily, and I use the primarily with a P, primarily uh, because of Jill. And so Jill, um, as someone who has devoted my life to the disability community, I applaud you and thank you for uh, what you've done in bringing businesses uh, closer to our community and understanding our community more. And the combination of you and Joyce Bender uh, is a dynamite combination uh, to get uh, uh, those of us with disabilities hired by uh, corporations all over the country. Well, I, I thank you, Tony. Um, and I can't even tell you what that means because um, not only your words, um, but your actions, um, without you, and without your vision, without your leadership, the USBLN would not exist, uh, nor would the Americans with Disabilities Act and a lot of other things that we have in this great nation. Um, so I, it's really that I thank you um, and look forward to continuing to work together because we've got a lot of work to do, <laughs> as you know very well. Absolutely. No. And I just uh, want to make a, a couple comments. I was on the President's Committee, thanks to Tony. Uh, I mean, there's so much. The whole world could be saying thanks to Tony. I mean, there's so many things he's done. But I got on the President's Committee and really got involved nationally because of Tony. So anyway, I, Tony, I have to tell this story. <laughs> I remember when Tony almost had to wear a bulletproof vest from some members of vocational rehabilitation <laughs> because every year they had a conference, the President's Committee, this huge conference. And Tony, he gave them a warning. I, I still remember this, him saying, okay, listen, how many companies attend? Oh, only a few. Okay, well, you have to turn that around or next year we won't be having this conference because it's about companies and employment. And guess what? Bye-byes to that conference. And it is because of him, Jill, that the whole emphasis was put on business and on companies. The, I remember this little teeny tiny employer subcommittee that became the USBLN. So Tony always had, Tony, you know, he's the greatest disability rights leader, but, and, but people forget, he's also a great politician and a successful businessman. 
And Tony could put those things together, the business and the disability. Um, and that's why we have a USBLN. That's why, Jill. Uh, let me just make a comment. Uh, I didn't realize you were doing my eulogy. I felt my <laughs> body and, and I'm still here. Hey, you better not think you're going to anywhere at any time. You know what I always tell them, Jill? Not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> Yeah, no, not ready. No. I'm not ready, Tony. I need Tony Quello. I need him. That's why I told him, okay, maybe when he's 100, then I'll be ready. <laughs> uh, but, Jill, you know. Uh, and one other thing, Tony, you also know that what got you and I really invigorated back with the BLN is Jill Houghton. Right, right. I mean, I... Um, I was supportive of Creighton BLN, but then I got turned off because, uh, shocker to me, the BLN opposed the Americans with Disabilities Act amendments, and I couldn't understand that because we had set it up and, uh, to go against the very things we were about. But, you know, that all changed with Jill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, I remember when... Jill uh, talked to me and, and said she was doing X, Y, and Z. And I said, um, if you're uh, willing to do that, you can count me in on whatever you're doing. And I'll tell you that since that conversation, I've never had a second thought about where the USBLN uh, was going. And my support uh, for Jill uh, has just been, uh, you know, I, I can't say enough about you, Jill, and that, your smile, your personality, your drive, your follow-through is what is great about it. So I just, uh, you know, really want to thank you for everything you've done. Well, uh, thank you, Tony, and thank you for starting this major national movement. And, uh, you know, we accept the challenge, and we're going to continue to work together, and we're going to do everything in our power to build uh, disability inclusion and to advance it in corporate America because, um, you know, uh, that's uh, people with disabilities have power and um, we need to do everything that we can to advance inclusion. Yeah, and and you know as well as I do that uh, uh, a job is what's critical to us in our community because then we can pay taxes just like Uh everybody else. Mm-hmm. But when we're paying taxes, that means that uh, we've been uh, included in society and we can uh, uh, get a home or rent a home or get a car or rent a car. Or, uh, we can uh, take care of our family and, and be a, a, uh, a participant in what this great country is all about. But that job becomes critical uh, for us. But So thank you very much, Joe, for everything you're doing, and thank you, Joyce, as well. All right. Thanks for calling in, Tony. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, Jill. So, Jill, I don't know. What better compliment could you have than Tony Coelho taking time to call in? That's uh, the top of the mountain right there. That is. So, Jill, I keep talking about this conference. Tell everyone about the conference last week, about the theme, about the attendance, uh, and, of course, about next year. Well, it was unbelievable because 
if ever there was a time, the time is now. I mean, the tipping point is now, and you know that. Uh, our theme was from compliance to competitive advantage, the legacy of the ADA in the next 25 years. Um, our goal was to have 600 people there, and we had 800, 800. We were bulging at the seams. We turned 200 people away. We never want to do that again. <laughs> um, and uh, we were filled to capacity with business, with certified disability-owned businesses, with affiliates, with rising leaders who we, were given a new term, rising leaders to students and, and recent graduates. Um, and together we were there to really advance uh, next practices for disability inclusion. And it was... Uh, it, the students, the rising leaders came in on Saturday. They worked all weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and continued to work through Thursday. Our pre-conference meeting started on Monday, and the conference ran through Thursday. And it was action-packed from sunup to sundown and everything in between. Uh, next year, uh, we're going to be in a much bigger property. We're going to be uh, September 19th through the 22nd at the JW Marriott Grand Lakes in Orlando, Florida. And you know what I'm going to say, right? You better register now. Did we you hear it was sold out? We're opening that registration at usblnannualconference.org uh, in the next couple of weeks, and people better get registered because we're going we're gonna to be over 1,000 people next year. Oh, yes. As a matter of fact, Jill, and I will talk to you about this uh, again sometime, but I had a defense contractor. Now, we're talking a multi-billion dollar defense contractor that saw what other companies do, such as Northrop Grumman, that came up to me and said, hey, next year, next year, we're going to have a ton of people here. I'm telling there you. There is that competitive spirit, that yes, business yes, spirit where they're yes. responding to their peers. Right, and I said to um, to Keith, who is the uh, Wienkeller, who is the former chair of the board, I said to him, what you said, Jill, tipping point has happened. I mean, it has. Yeah. It's like it has. you could just feel it when you were there. So everyone... You need to get registered now. You need to get registered uh, ahead of time. And, um, I mean, it was, just, it was just awesome. So our listeners need to know what the DEI is. And, Jill, I'm very excited to tell you that I was contacted through the State Department about a company in Asia that is interested in the DEI. So, I mean, it is amazing, but you tell everyone what it is and how you can participate. It's a game changer. Uh, DEI stands for Disability Equality Index, and it is a joint initiative with the American Association of People with Disabilities, or AAPD. So, USBLN and AAPD join forces, and together we've created with a, an advisory body of thought leaders from business and from the disability community um, who have created this, this national transparent benchmarking tool 
that really offers businesses an opportunity to receive an objective score, a score on a scale of 0 to 100, to um, rate their disability inclusion policies and practices. You know, and most importantly, what this tool does is it helps companies identify opportunities where they can continue to improve and help to build their reputation as an employer of choice. And I just want to talk about being competitive. And, Jill, I know you know this. There were companies that were a little upset that they didn't get to 100. There's, there's companies tripping over themselves. I mean, we had companies contacting us and saying, well, why aren't we on? Because we only, we only announced the names of the companies that scored an 80 or above. So this was the first year. This was the inaugural year. We had 80 Fortune 1000 companies participate. We had 43 companies score above an 80. So the world knows about those 43 companies. And so we had companies contacting us and saying, well, why aren't we on there? And in some cases, we'd say, well, you didn't take it. And they were like, well, so-and-so took it. Yeah? And you didn't take it. Um, And then some companies contacting us and saying, well, gosh, why aren't we one of the 43? Well, because you've got some room for improvement. So it's not a gotcha. I mean, it is really intended to be a tool to help business get better, and it's something that we love doing in partnership with AAPD because AAPD is the nation's, as you know, leading uh, cross-disability grassroots organization, and we deeply value our partnership with with them and and with their CEO, Helena Berger. Yes, and and let me tell you, she is doing a great job. Great job. About that DEI, I just want to tell everyone, here, here's how much of an impact it had on companies. The CEO of Highmark called me personally to tell me how they had scored 100 and how he knew I would be excited because of how we partnered together and the head of like their chief uh, human resources officer also called me, and he was so proud about this reaching 100. So I'm just telling you, this has a lot of power. And right now, when Jill was saying about the game changer, there's that other big game changer called Section 503 of the Rehab Act. People with disabilities that you're trying to hire, they're going to notice that. They're going to notice Highmark scored 100 and all the other companies that did, they are going to notice. So when someone calls me now, of course, the first thing I say when they tell me how can we get people to self-identify is I say hire people with disabilities that, oh, that person's blind, that person's deaf, that person's in a wheelchair, because if you don't, no one's going to believe your commitment. But here's another thing. Join the USBLN and be part of this DEI. It's the actions you take that speak volumes about your real commitment to the employment of people with disabilities. And, Jill, there were companies that even wanted to be sponsors that could not be sponsors. So, I mean, this was a really big deal. Would you not agree with that? This was huge. This was a, a, a huge deal 
and the fact that there were 19 companies that scored 100 um, is a big deal. Now, you know, I mean, I think it's really important that we point out that 100 points does not convey But, um, you know, because we, we really, you know, both AAPD and USBLN recognize that there's no one right way to practice inclusion. Um, but a 100-point score on the DEI means that, that a company is really committed to disability inclusion and that they're doing everything in their power to be better and to become an employer of choice for people with disabilities. Yeah, and um, it, it's just it's just a great thing. You know, I didn't get to mention this before, but you have a new chair of the board, Steve Pemberton, who is just phenomenal. Do you want to talk about him for a minute and the impact you think he's having? Steve is a is a gift. Um, he he's a gift because of his commitment. Uh, he's a senior leader. He's the uh, vice president of diversity and inclusion and the global chief diversity officer of Walgreens because Walgreens um, merged with a company called Boots Alliance. So they're now the Walgreens Boots Alliance, and Boots Alliance is based in the U.K. So Steve now has a global, a global role, and um, he has a personal, a personal commitment to disability inclusion because he grew up in the foster care system. And um, in going back and, and tracing his roots, he, he read the case files of his mother um, trying to get her children back and um, the caseworker talking to her about how she needed to get a job. And um, the fact of the matter is, is that she had a hidden disability and that she wasn't getting the, the assistance that she needed to help with her disability, so obtaining employment was even equally more challenging, which prevented her from being able to get custody of her children, so he grew up in the foster care system. Um, he is an absolute, um, deeply committed man who's working not only to advance disability inclusion across our whole company globally, but really spends a lot of time working with um, with other companies across our network. So it's a real gift to have him as our chair. Oh, he is inspirational. He is absolutely inspirational. I am so impressed with him, and I just think he's going to take us so far. And this morning I spoke at an event in Pittsburgh, and Mike uh, Kinger from Lowe's was a speaker, and he talked about... Walgreens and, and what they've done through their distribution center and how that had an impact uh, on him and everything that they do. And he said, because of that, when I go shopping, I make sure I'm going to Walgreens. And uh, Randy Lewis, everyone there, it's amazing the impact they've had. Well, and With, i got to be careful because I also got David Casey. And David <laughs> Casey, diversity officer David, we love you well. also. Yes, well, David's a longtime friend of mine, so, okay, we'll have He's to add man. that to the list. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you have to be careful because David Casey is a very wonderful and competitive man. So, glad you brought that up, Jill. But right now, right now, well. we're going to get ready. We're going to get ready to go to break. If you just joined us, we're talking to Jill Houghton, the executive director of the U.S. 
Business Leadership Network. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Jill. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We're talking today to Jill Houghton, the USBLN, which is the Business Leadership Network Executive Director. And you know, uh, not long before the break, Jill, we were talking about the Disability Equality Index, the DEI, um, how, how can companies register for that for next year? So the DEI is for Fortune 1000 scope companies, so companies that have 3,000 or more employees. Um, and it's important to note that if you go to disabilityequalityindex.org, there's a, a registration link. Uh, it's open right now as we speak. Companies can go in and register between now and December 4th of this year. Um, if you're a member of the USBLN, there's no fee. If you're not a member, there's a $600 fee. And that's strictly an administrative fee. It's not a pay-to-play. Uh, it is what AAPD and USBLN need in order to administer this uh, survey. Once um, companies are registered then they will actually get a live link to the survey on December 14th 
and they will have until March 11th of 2016 to complete their answers. Uh, we will then, between March and late spring, be tabulating results and uh, look forward to releasing the survey scores in late spring 2016 and announce the top scoring companies uh, in uh, late spring, early summer and celebrate them as well as uh, release a DEI uh, annual report. That's awesome. Well, you know that is a good thing to do. Make sure you follow up with that. And I think we have a caller on the line. Dan, are you on the line? Hi, Joyce. How are you this afternoon? Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm great. Hello, Jill. How are you? I know that voice. How are you? Good. I was so excited to hear that you were talking about the USBLN conference today that I had to call in because uh, I've been looking to extend my USBLN conference buzz, and this gives me a great opportunity to continue to do that. Well, I want to extend my uh, audio eye uh, buzz because the the technology that you all have have created is um, is is a game changer, and right. um, it's such a need, right? I mean, our our partners are really looking to become uh, digitally accessible, and we're really excited about the the work that you're leading at Audio Eye. Well, I, I thank you for that, and, and I, I really can't thank you enough for the work that you and your entire staff put into really executing a phenomenal conference and. As you know, I've been in the diversity-related space for the better part of 15, 16 years. I've been to an awful lot of conferences, and I've heard and seen a lot of talk about how we're going to move from legal and compliance and having to do it towards making it a business imperative. And I have to tell you, uh, no more than the, the three days I spent in Austin last week did I really feel it. I get a sense that it's truly happening. And really appreciate your and your staff's leadership and really driving that. I, I've, I've said uh, for a while, um, it's always okay to be a little bit early to the party so long as you know that the party's going to take place. And I really feel like it's starting to happen. And I really get the sense that both diversity and uh, accessibility and, 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 and individuals with disability, disabilities are really coming into the forefront now as a business imperative, not something that you have to do. And I uh, really thank you for your leadership on that. Thank you, Dan. Uh, and, and there again, it's the tipping point, Joyce. It's the tipping yep. point. Yeah, this is Dan Sullivan, by the way. Dan Sullivan from AudioEye, uh, a great company. Very quickly, Dan, tell everyone what AudioEye is. Sure. What we do is we leverage technology in the most efficient way possible to really expand uh, digital platforms to make them accessible for the entire disabled population. And we, we try and do it in a, in, a, in a really quick and expedited manner, utilizing and leveraging technology and really making the concept of digital accessibility a lot easier and more manageable uh, for companies. And that's, that, that's really our mission and our goal, and we were thrilled to participate in USBLN. And really a great product and a great person. Dan, thank you for calling in. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. All righty. Hey, Jill, you're very popular right at this moment. We have another caller on the line. Hello, Helena, are you on the line? I am, Jill. I'm Jill. I'm Joyce. How are you, Helena? I'm good, thank you. And Helena Berger. I get to say it! New CEO of AAPD and a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful 
person and leader, been there, done that, grassroots, just an awesome person. Um, so go ahead, but I also, uh, uh, Helena, want you to talk about how you partnered with the BLN. Yeah, absolutely, um, and I'm, I'm glad to publicly thank uh, Jill for all of her phenomenal work um, with the conference for starters. I want to echo Dan's sentiments. I mean, there were close to 800 people there, um, and, you know, primarily all corporations who really seem to be understanding, like he said, the, the business imperative, as he mentioned, behind disability inclusion and doing it because it's right for business and it's the right thing to do. Um, and it was really, I think, not just refreshing to see that, but really promising to see so many corporate folks um, really understanding the, the need and, and having the will and desire to make disability inclusion, you know, part of their entire enterprise and ultimately, you know, what that means for, for our community when hopefully it comes to changing um, the employment outcomes for people with disabilities. So, again, Jill, congratulations on a, on a great conference and um, helping to change, I think, the hearts and minds of uh, corporate America. Well, Helena, first of all, and most importantly, congratulations on becoming the, the CEO. You were the acting CEO, but you were the, in my eyes, you were always the CEO because you're the, you're the right person for that job. And um, we've worked together for a whole lot of years, and uh, I look forward to working together for a whole lot of years in the future. And what I said earlier on the show is that one of the most meaningful things that, that the USBLN is engaged in and probably one of the most meaningful things that I've ever had the opportunity to be part of is this uh, joint partnership with mm-hmm. AAPD and with you and uh, around the Disability Equality Index. I think that together we've got, we've got a game changer and it's going to be something big and, uh, and, and it's going to help business get better at including people with disabilities, which is, you know, what we're all about, right? I couldn't agree with you more, and uh, yeah, we've we've been really fortunate to have this phenomenal partnership and to be able to work on, um, you know, the Disability Equality Index, which I think calling it a a game changer is really accurate. And again, um, you know, we had 80 companies participate in the annual kickoff, uh, which when you compare to, you know, HRC, CEI, um, I think they were able to count on one hand the number of companies that participated in their index. So I think, you know, we're off to a great start, but I think over the years we really anticipate these numbers to multiply. And the end effect, again, is going to be hopefully we're finally after 25 years of the passage of the ADA, hopefully we can fulfill the promise of, you know, equal employment opportunity for people with disabilities and really see that number change. And of course, the DEI is much bigger than that, but I think for most of us in the community, you know, that's really where we want to see the impact because it's going to have the most impact on people with disabilities in terms of their, their quality of life. And I think I read a statistic recently that um, people with disabilities two and a half times, live two and a half times more in poverty than people without disabilities. So we know mm-hmm. how critical, we mm-hmm. know how critical employment is um, to the issue of poverty, to the issue of quality of life, 
Um, and I know that's why APD is involved, and I know that's why USBLN is involved. And, um, again, I think we're going to see, I mean, it's not going to be overnight, but I think we're going to see dramatic changes, and the DEI is going to be really instrumental in, in making that happen. And, you know, what? I just want to say one thing about that, Helena. I am telling you, you know, everyone knows what I do is I work with companies, you know, trying to gain employment for people with disabilities. But I want to tell you, it wasn't that many years ago that if I had gone to a company and said, hey, there's this disability quality index, you know, don't you want to be part of that, that they would have said, oh, Joyce, no, because, you know, we don't want attention brought to our company. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that companies would have said that to me. And now look, I mean, it's mind-boggling how this has changed. So now if we just see employment change, uh, that needle has to change, and that is what will make the difference. But, Helena, not only thank you for calling in, but what Jill said is so right, right person for the job. I know that you're going to take us forward, and I'm just so happy to serve on the board of AAPD. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Jill, and I really look forward to working with both of you um, in the for now and in, well into the future because I really do think the the future is bright, and especially when we have leaders like like Jill and Joyce. So thank you. And oh, you're welcome. Opportunity to work together with people like you, leaders like you, Helena. Thank you. All right, take hey, care, Helena, guys. Hey, Helena. Thanks for calling in, and have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. So speaking of the needle not moving, uh, Jill, your opinion. Why has the needle not moved in the area of employment of people with disabilities? I mean, 25 years. And as Secretary of Labor Tom Perez said, this is the unfinished business. So what do you think about that? I think that it's, uh, the, it's an issue that has many many, many layers. Um, and so yeah, the reality is is that we all have to do our part. Like that we, we, ne- we can't ever fall asleep at the wheel. Um, and uh, one of the biggest things that we can do is continue to work with business and have business teach business about what, you know, how to do this, not why to do this, because I think we're beyond the why. But we need to get to the how and, and start learning um, how to do this. And then at the same time, I think that we need to uh, grow these professionals. There are professionals. We saw last week at the USBLN conference professionals with disabilities that are in corporate America. And we need to continue to, to as people, you know, become employed and grow up the ranks, get them to continue to pay it forward for the younger generation, for the generation that has high expectations and expects that they will not only become employed, but that they will have prosperous careers. Obviously, there's many other issues, um, you know, whether it's Social Security, transportation, health care, like, you know, there's a lot. But but we can't we can't sit back and say this is complicated. We've all got to do our part, and it takes everybody, every single person in America, 
stepping up and getting involved and, um, you know, taking action. Yes. And you know what? Hire someone. Because once you hire someone, you're going to see, you're going to see the impact that you have. You're going to see the impact. And it is for the bottom line. Jill, we can't leave without talking about the disability-owned business enterprise uh, and having a certification because I am a disability-owned business enterprise, a certified disability-owned business enterprise that I'm so um, just, I just love it. To be honest with you, I think it's the greatest thing that has happened. I really do for small business owners with a disability. So, Jill, do you want to talk about that for a minute? Well, absolutely. And and it's another game changer because we we have to remember that being an entrepreneur is another form of employment. And when people with disabilities face discrimination, they turn to self-employment. Or, or perhaps turn to self-employment because it's what they want to do, right? So there are entrepreneurs out there with disabilities. And on the corporate side, as well as in the uh, public sector, uh, the public and private sectors have supplier diversity programs where they're partnering with these independent third-party organizations, these big nonprofits that help them find minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, and LGBT-owned businesses. And they certify those, or those companies, and then they help, you know, uh, connect their companies with those businesses. So what we did was we did not recreate the wheel. We have teamed with the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce and with the Women's Business Enterprise National Council and they took us under their wing, and they said, we will teach you everything that we know, and they have. And um, in turn, we have become the nation's leading and only certification for disability-owned businesses and service-disabled veteran-owned businesses, and we become a bridge between uh, certified suppliers and purchasers and supplier diversity professionals. Now, you know, getting certified, as you know, doesn't guarantee somebody business, but it is a, it's a competitive advantage. So if a business owner can go into a company and demonstrate that they have, that they meet the core requirements, and uh, then if they add on top of it that they are a certified disability-owned business, that may be just the cherry on top that pushes them past their, who they're competing against to land the deal. Um, so we're really excited about this program. It's growing. The number of corporate partners that, be, that are beginning to recognize and include disability-owned businesses in their procurement is growing. We're having to do a lot of education with corporations that we're not talking about nonprofits that employ people with disabilities we're talking about businesses like Bender Consulting that are 51% or more owned, operated, controlled, and managed by people with disabilities. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue to grow this program. In fact, we issued a goal 
at the conference that we're going to double the size of our, our of our certified uh, businesses. So uh, we have seventy right now. Next year we're going to have one hundred and fifty. That's right, and. Um... Pat Graves from Caption First is going to be the chair next year. And actually, I am their customer. And I am so excited. I just want to say again that when you get this chance, remember about Game Changer, I believe we're going to be able to influence companies enough that this becomes a real thing with them a real thing where they go out and look for this, especially since Section 503 of the Rehab Act. Because as I said at the BLN, if you want to show your employees that you're committed, there are certain things you can do, and surely this is one of them. So I hope you will check that out and go to the BLN website. And Jill, I know this question is going to be hard for you to answer because, oh, my goodness, when did I meet you, Jill? You met me in, I think it was 19, no, I think it was 2000. Okay. In 2000. And, yeah, that sounds at a right. National BLN conference in Seattle, Washington yep. on a treadmill. Yep. And she was a rock star then and she's a rock star now. And look where she went and look what she's doing today. But, uh, Jill, obviously you are an accomplished uh, woman, executive, you have done so much, and a disability rights leader, um, wh- what would you consider your greatest accomplishment? Honestly, I think my greatest accomplishment is forming a joint initiative with AAPD to create the Disability Equality Index. When, I know we keep using the word game changer, but, but it's really, really big. Um, as I watched uh, the vice president um, speak recently uh, on TV, I saw he was speaking, and in the back behind him was the uh, uh, logos of the human rights campaign, HRC, with the, the equal sign for LGBT equality. And as I sat there and watched the vice president speak, and I saw that in the background, I thought, that's where we're headed. We're, we're headed to a future where our president and our vice president are going to speak someday. And in the backdrop behind them is going to be the disability equality sign. And they're going to be talking about the equality of people with disabilities and the inclusion. And so, you know, this is a game changer. And uh, uh, there's only one way to go, and it's forward. And um, and I'm really proud of this partnership with AAPD and um, uh, excited about the future. Me too. And, I, you know, something I have to mention that uh, we did not get to talk about that is, is really important is that U.S. Disability Rights Museum on Wheels, uh, that that the USBLN was behind. Uh, where is it now, Jill? The Disability Rights Museum uh, kicked off in June uh, at Wells Fargo in Charlotte, North Carolina. Our presenting partners are EY and Wells Fargo, and we have a whole sea of tour partners 
that uh, are amazing companies that have stepped up to support this tour. It is actually on its way to Ridgefield, Connecticut, where it will be there tomorrow at Beringer Ingelheim Corporate Headquarters. Uh, the following day, October 8th, it's at uh, the Walgreens Distribution Center in Windsor, Connecticut, and it will be in Times Square, Joyce, Times Square, on Sunday, October 11th, open to the public. Oh, like my God. 9 p.m. Oh, at night. my God, is that, is, that is awesome. And it's possible, it's very possible that it may be in Washington, D.C., at the White House next Wednesday. Oh, my God, would that be unbelievable. You, you know, uh, if you're wondering, what, what is that? Well, this obviously is able to travel and go to different cities. So it's a huge trailer with all this great artwork all over it, uh, photographs, you know, of... Uh, when the ADA was signed, different civil rights photos, things that happened. And when you go through that museum, you will see all these artifacts and photographs. And I went in, and the first thing I see is epilepsy and eugenics. And by the time I left that museum, I was in tears. I mean, it is very powerful. So if you're listening to the show right now and you're in any of those areas, don't miss that. Don't miss going into that. I'll tell you, I had one executive here in Pittsburgh go through that, and she said when she came out, what is wrong with this country? Why are we not hiring people with disabilities? I mean, it had a huge impact on her. And it is. It is unbelievable. I mean, um, and oh my goodness, Joe, if that goes to the White House, won't that be something? Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, it. but you know what? It's part of the journey. And I, I think you and I have talked about it, that we don't want it to just be a trailer. Someday, <laughs> someday, we want a museum. We want a national Disability Rights Museum that's not a traveling trailer, but that's a physical location, Joyce. I, get, I am with you 100% on that. So, Jill, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Uh, I would say one of my favorite quotes is from Mahatma Gandhi, and he said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And um, that's what we need to do is, is to be that change. We need to... We need to drive disability inclusion through our actions, not just our words. What a great message that is. Well, Jill, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Joyce Bender. Um, really, uh, you, are, you are a rock star. You are a leader. And um, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for the opportunity to work together, and I look forward to continuing to do so and, and doing great things together in the future. Well, thank you, Jill. Remember, usbln.org, Jill Houghton, Executive Director. Make sure you check it out. I know we end the show with a quote, and so how does it fit this? The David Holmberg, the CEO of Highmark, Blue Cross Blue Shield said, you know why we hire people with disabilities? 
because it's good for our business. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.